So I'm going to take a player from the past, right? Not a ring of honor guy. I'm going to give you a choice. Of who would you add to this year's team? And what that's going to tell me is where you're thinking is about what the Jaguars actually need. I'll do it all here today on Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, y'all? Thanks once again for joining me here on the Locked On Jaguars podcast, where it's your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen. I am Tony Wiggins, and I'd like to remind you that Locked On Jaguars is free to subscribe to on our YouTube page. Make sure you tap in every single day on the YouTube page. You don't want to miss an episode. Hit the like button and subscribe. Also, if you hit that bell, you'll get a notification each and every time we drop an episode. Wherever you listen to your audio podcast, make sure you tap in every single day to make sure you don't miss an episode as well. Shout out to our everydayers. We are glad you're joining us here every day. I have to let you know that today's show is sponsored by Prize Picks. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com forward slash locked on NFL and use all lowercase for the locked on NFL code for a deposit, a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars all right we're gonna have a little fun today here on hump day here as we get ready for the jaguars to play not sunday but a monday night game against cincinnati Bengals, who will be coming in here uh to help the jaguars go to nine and three because that's pretty much i can't imagine the jaguars losing to a team that doesn't have a starting quarterback so uh we'll get to that here's what we're gonna do use a jaguars past player we're going to insert him into this lineup. Can't be Baselli, can't be Fred Taylor, can't be Jimmy Smith. Can't be Mark Bunnell. It probably wouldn't be Mark Bunnell anyway, but can't be those guys. Nope, can't do it. It's too easy. I'm doing this to try to figure out what exactly the Jaguars need, right? But I'm doing it in a roundabout way because I don't want to start looking at free agency in the draft next year because we've got so much blue sky this year. So this tells me... And just gives me an idea of exactly where you think the Jaguars are deficient. So that's why we're doing this. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, that's exactly what I said. What do the Jags really need? And this is my way of making sure you tell me the truth. All right. And then finally, Fred Taylor has earned the Hall of Fame nod. He's on the finals list of 25. I looked at the list. I think Fred's going to make it. And it shouldn't be making it by default. He should be making it based on the merits and what he earned. And I'll go through that in segment number three. All right. So since we're talking about past players, Fred ain't one of the guys you can use. Using past players, I thought about it. I said, there's a handful of guys. And I can tell you right now, I know everybody's going to say Tony Brackens. Greatest pass rusher in the history of this team. I got it. I get you. But with Trent Balky, get Tony Brackens. That's a good, that's a big question. I actually don't think that's who they need the most. Even though you, you get a pass rusher, um, can never turn. You never have too many of those dudes, right? Realistically, you can't, especially if you get one for free. And like we're just picking one from the past. He's going to get a lot, a lot of votes. Um, I'm not saying y'all can't choose Jalen Ramsey. 
you got to choose a lot of stuff that you don't like that comes with it but i've always said that stuff was overblown but um some people might say no you know we can shut down half of the field with Jalen ramsey i just don't think that there's deficient and see those guys are great great players they're not as deficient in, in those areas as we think and of course both of those guys help this team tremendously right i'm gonna take somebody else though it's not maurice jones drew all they would be a hell of a one-two punch with travis Etienne, and i don't know who will be one or two i'm not gonna take keenan mccardell i think they kind of have a poor man's keenan mccardell in some sort of a blend of zay jones and calvin ridley route runner great hands can play the X or the Z, both. Um, can play split in or flanker, uh, but or in the slot. That's not where I'm going either, believe it or not. I ain't going with Leon Cersei because Anton Harrison actually is playing pretty well, and I don't think getting Leon Cersei, I think it just, if anything, it clogs stuff up. Uh, there's probably a lot of love for Vince Manawai. And I understand because it would show up the interior of the line. I know somebody's going to get smart and they're going to put in the comments. They're going to say Brandon Linder because we need a center. And uh, I get it and I understand. But I'm going on the interior of the defensive line. And I happen to be doing this on the weekend uh, where a week where the, this past weekend, the interior of the defensive line actually played well. I'm going with Marcus Stroud. And I didn't put him on a thumbnail for a reason because I knew you would get it if I put it on a thumbnail. So I wanted to try to be slick. But I'm telling y'all right now, I'm going for Marcus Stroud. Why? On this team, and this is what I'm saying, on this team, I don't want to bench somebody. I don't want to bench Trayvon for Brackens because that's exactly what will happen if you take Brackens. And then you probably have to change the defense because Brackens, even though he probably could play 3-4, he never did. So I'm not going to sit here and ask – a guy who's used to putting his hand on the ground and coming after the quarterback that he um, – some people may take Calais in his prime. I'm not going to do that either. But I'm going to take Marcus Stroud. I'm going to take Marcus Stroud because if you take Marcus Stroud, you don't have to – my goal is to put the best 11 guys on the field at the same time. And I think if you take Brackens, then you remove Trayvon that, or move Trayvon inside that – you're asking them both to do something that they've never done. You're asking Brackens to play in a 3-4 and you're asking Trayvon to move inside on a permanent basis. And if Trayvon did go inside, he'd take Roy Robinson Harris's spot. You'd probably have to put 10, 12 pounds on him too. So see, I ain't trying to go through all of that. I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to do here is, is just trying to do an exercise and just say, okay, it's like instant oatmeal, just add water. I can take a guy who did, who played a certain way, put him right on his team, just throw a helmet on him, add water, and he immediately gives you something. Marcus Stroud would definitely move either um, Foley Fadokazi or um, Roy Robinson Harris to the bench. And you can probably even play him where you play Devon Hamilton, even though he wasn't a nose guard, but he could do whatever. Stroud's like 6'6, about 310 pounds, maybe 315, could move like a defensive end was big burly strong could rush the passer could stop the run play with a nasty streak and he didn't have to get smacked in the face every day to do it that would be the guy that i would take to me it would be almost like adding chris jones i think prime marcus stroud was about 
he, his career didn't last as long as Chris Jones's. And I don't think he was as good as Chris Jones. But prime Marcus Stroud kind of gives you a lot of what Chris Jones would give you. A big, burly interior guy who could get tackles for loss, who could also affect a passer. And you saw this weekend how knocking a guy off of his square early in games really, really caused a lot of discourse for um, C.J. Stroud. It really, really did. It caused a lot of problems for young C.J. Stroud. So, yeah, that's my answer, man, and I'm going to stick to it. I would take Marcus Stroud, and I know that may surprise some people. I would take Marcus Stroud. Where was he on the list? Was he fifth? I think Stroud was fifth or sixth uh, on the list as, uh, you know, one of the uh, the all-time Jaguars. Yeah, I think he was somewhere like that, fifth or sixth. I think he was right ahead of um, – he was right ahead of Big John Henderson. So, yeah, I'm going to tell you why I think that falls right in line with what the Jaguars really, really need. We'll do that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. All right, y'all, I'm going to tell you about DoorDash, man. DoorDash is the absolute truth. I've had some reasons this year, one because of surgery, another because of something very, very happened, you know, tragic happened in my family where folks were sending us food. I couldn't leave the house and folks were taking care of us. And one of the ways that they were doing that, they were using their own personal DoorDash to ask me what my favorite spots were. And I told them a lot of those places in my new neighborhood I live in don't deliver. Right. But DoorDash does. They deliver everywhere. These restaurants don't have their own service. DoorDash does. And the food is always hot and prompt and quick. And you can get 50 percent off up to ten dollar value when you spend 15 dollars more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. I'll read it again. 50% off of up to $10 value when you spend $15 more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23. DoorDash is the cold hard truth, man. Go ahead and start using it. All right, and I'm going to discuss with you another sponsor today, and that is prize picks man i've been telling y'all about prize picks all year round and hopefully you guys will jump all over prize picks it is the largest the largest daily fantasy sports platform in north america and it is the absolute truth prizepicks.com forward slash locked on nfl all one word that's right to make sure you tap in and take advantage all you got to do man is set two to six player propositions that they they have and choose more or less than the stat projections that are given by prize picks. It's just you and the computer. It is not you against a bunch of sharks and a bunch of pros that are there to take your money. So go to prizepicks.com forward slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL in all lower caps for a first deposit match up to $100. I repeat, go to prizepicks.com or download the app and use locked on NFL all lower cases for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. All right, running it down here, segment two on Locked On Jaguars, where we're using a player, a former player, if you will, a retired or a longtime Jaguar. Uh, he could still be playing, but I chose Marcus Stroud. I, I said I wasn't going to use one of the guys 
that are in the ring of honor because that's too easy because it's easy to t- pick Fred Taylor, Tony Baselli, and just say, okay, somebody's going to the bench. Or Jimmy Smith, somebody's going to the bench. All those guys, those guys make sense even when you don't need them because they're so great and they all should be in the Hall of Fame. We're going to talk about Fred Taylor in segment three, uh, being on the Hall of the last 25 players uh, that are left on the Hall of Fame eligibility list this year. I'm going to give you my spill as to why he should actually be in there. So is this me saying that I think the Jaguars need interior pass rush? I think the Jaguars need a consistent interior pass rush, yeah. And I thought they were going to get it this year from Devon Hamilton, but unfortunately Devon isn't quite himself yet after missing some time with an illness. Not a, not a football injury, but an actual illness where he got a real bad infection. They brought him back, and he's been a healthy scratch. He's been a healthy um, – he's left off the 53 um, or the, the game day roster – um for the last i wouldn't necessarily call it a game day roster but he was a healthy scratch for the last two weeks and doug says yeah i, I guess they didn't see something that he, they didn't like and they and they wanted to make sure that they didn't rush him and he was able to be the best of themselves plus you know it's, it's like a car accident happening every 35 seconds in a football game so if you're not right you're susceptible to really uh injure yourself and uh that would not bode good for anybody long term so he signed a, an extension this year and I think he's really a part of the long-term plan, so they want to make sure he's right. He's not on injured reserve. He's eligible to play, but they're just holding him back. Maybe he needs to get in football shape a little bit. I don't know. I don't think he's had any um, regression in terms of whatever his illness is. I just think that they he's not greased up yet. They, they you know, they want him to get out there and, and, and play loose and, and be himself, and Doug hasn't really uh, talked about it much. But, yeah, I think the Jaguars, if they had a superstar interior player that could go along with the guys they have outside. So I'll give you an example of something we saw three weeks ago. Of course, everyone talks about Nick Bosa, and they talked about Chase Young. What they didn't mention a lot of was Javon Hargrave and um, Eric Armstead, how good those guys were in knocking Trevor Lawrence off the square and chasing him all day long. Right. And if you saw the 49ers this past week, they had a game that I saw them. I watched a game that was on TV and they're nasty, man. And it was all four of those linemen and they come from everywhere. Right. They even got Randy Gregory playing a a role and Javon Kinlaw playing uh, backup roles on on that, uh, you know, on their defensive line. But that's what I mean when you talk about how how an interior guy can affect the guys on the outside and sometimes those dudes on the outside here in jacksonville josh allen and trayvon walker who's definitely playing a lot better than he did last year and both of them are actually they sometimes they're in coverage remember on the goal line when when um cj stroud scrambled around and and the jag rushed three and dropped eight well trayvon and josh were hanging around the goal line don't like when he do that either but not not like all the time but in that situation i did not like when mike caldwell did that i thought you needed to you know at least rush four people and play coverage with seven and uh you can't give cj Stroud six seven seconds he's gonna find somebody and that's exactly what happened on a scramble route so with you doing that sometimes, it is now imperative that you have a guy in the middle that is disruptive and can rush the passer. That's why I use the example of Chris Jones. Um, I'm not saying that Marcus Stroud was as good as Chris Jones, but I am saying that prime Marcus Stroud was in the Chris Jones neighborhood as a player. And 
uh, could could very well have he had had a longer career, been considered one of those type players, but very very good interior pass rusher, uh, outstanding. There have been some great ones over the years. Obviously, the best is Aaron Donald, uh, but Aaron Donald's different. He's an outlier, so I can't really mention him uh, when you're talking about Stroud. So that's why I mentioned these other guys, these big long guys like Chris Jones, who's six four, maybe six five, and then Eric Armstead is like six six. Stroud was well, Armstead is actually six seven. Stroud was six six. He's a big guy. He just, you know, the fact that John Henderson was 6'7 standing next to him, you probably didn't realize how big and how good they were side by side. So Marcus Stroud is the guy that I think would help this team the most. And that kind of means that I'm looking at the interior of the defensive line and I'm saying I want a stud guy there instead of just all these guys that they're rotating. The Jaguars are probably going to go, I ain't want to do the draft and and looking ahead to next year, but you're probably going to see them address getting a big, tall receiver, whether that's replacing somebody that they have now or adding to it, giving them another element. You may see them also go for young, big stud, interior offensive linemen. Um, maybe another young pass rusher. But I know, I guarantee you, they're going for another big defensive tackle. They have to. They have to. You cannot have enough, and I think he'll be a, a different kind of guy and give them something that they don't currently have on that roster, and that is um, somebody who is a heck of a pass rusher from inside. I think it's super, super important that they uh, have a, a great pass rusher from the inside. I'm going to tell you all about that. And I'm going to talk about my man Fred Taylor having another shot to get into the Hall of Fame. I'm going to do all of that uh, in our third segment. But I got to tell you that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for your 247 coverage, your 24-7 coverage, uh, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every angle. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, more to come here on Locked On Jaguars in just a second. I want to tell you all about LinkedIn. That's right. LinkedIn jobs, LinkedIn talent solutions, man. I'm telling you, LinkedIn is the absolute truth. I have used LinkedIn myself to staff two full barbershops and beauty salons, and you can do the same thing. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have many top tier candidates as possible. Uh, that's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Of course, terms and conditions apply. You just need to know that hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, locked on NFL, locked on Jaguars on the locked on NFL. That's right, locked on NFL network. We're here to talk about Fred Taylor in segment three, the great Fred Taylor from Bell Glade, Florida, and the University of Florida. 
My man is, is back up for Hall of Fame consideration, and I got a feeling that he's going to get it this time. Um, one of them is because of his work on the Pivot podcast. He's boosted his profile up and made people who probably didn't pay enough attention to him uh, take a hard look at him. The other reason is there are a lot of former players. As a matter of fact, I haven't heard one that says he shouldn't be in there. All I keep hearing from former players, great players, other Hall of Fame players, is that Fred was a dog and he should be in. I don't need convincing. I think what happened was years ago, somebody gave him, a former colleague of mine gave him a nickname, Fragile Fred, and there, there are people that actually think that Fred Taylor missed a whole bunch of games in his career and he just didn't. In his fourth year, he only played two games because he tore his um, growing muscle off of his pelvic bone. I remember he was running the ball and he looked like he got shot and he went down. And I said, I, I know that feeling because that actual injury actually happened to me back in 1992. And it is terrible. Couldn't get in a car. Couldn't get in out of a car. They moved my my barracks room. I was on the second floor. They put me on the first floor because I could not walk up the stairs. So I understand exactly what that's like. And to this day, when I sit down in a car, I don't put one leg in first. I sit and then I turn both legs in. Because I remember how dangerous and hard that was. But Fred came right back from that and averaged like almost 1,400 yards for three straight seasons after that. After that. And it's incredible. His first three years, he played 38 games. Fred missed about 10 games total in his first three seasons. He played 38 games. He had 32 touch touchdowns rushing and 37 total. That's unreal. And that's not even the most unreal stat. The most unreal stat is for his career, he averaged 4.6 yards a carry. Now, I'm going to break that down a little bit further for you. It's not like he just had two or three years where he averaged five yards a carry and then the other years, you know, it balances out because he, he did. No, I want you to hear me. He averaged 4.6 yards a carry. In eight different individual seasons, he averaged 4.6 yards per carry. I don't think you heard me in eight different seasons of his career. He averaged 4.6 yards a carry or more. That's unheard of for somebody to do that eight years. You know what that tells me? See, this is what I keep telling people about Trevor Lawrence winning all these games on the road and being 15 and five in his last 20 starts. What do former players always say how hard the, the NFL is? They always tell you that. See, I listen to the talking heads and the talking heads will They'll give you some good stuff every now and then, but then you know what they'll do? They'll talk so much. It's almost like the scene on Minister Society. You talk to talk so much that you start now talking around your own point that you were trying to make, right? Especially the people that just want to be right. The former players will tell you, I don't remember five guys that were more talented runners than Fred Taylor. When you look at his size, his speed, his actual ability, the way he played on the field. Now, he's not hes not more accomplished than Edger and James. I thought Fred was better. That's just my opinion. Edron played, you know, with Indy and with Peyton Manning, and he has a bunch of yards and just caught the ball. He was dynamic, great player. I'm not putting him down. I'm not going to do what people are doing to Trevor Lawrence when they talk about C.J. Stroud, so I'm not going to do that. I thought Fred was more talented. And I think Edger and James is super, super talented. Barry Sanders, Adrian Peterson, Eric Dickerson. 
are guys that I think about. And Barry wasn't a big guy. He was, but he wasn't a little. Barry was short, but he was stocky. Barry's the most talented runner I've ever seen. Adrian Peterson and Eric Dickerson are right there. And Fred Taylor's right there with him. Now, you know, you had other guys that were very, very good. You know, when you want to go back to Jim Brown and O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson is probably the other guy, along with Jim Brown, that are like super, 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 super ultra talented. I mean, not just good football players, not just guys that accomplish a lot, but also big and physical. It's like if Fred Taylor walks into a room, at when, especially when he played, at 230 pounds, and I hear he could go sub 4-4. I heard he went low 4-3. And he had football speed and he could catch. He, he, he had football speed and he could catch. I mean, I'm going to look at his stats here. His high is 1572 uh, with 345 carries. That's the most yards he got, but that was also the most carries that he got, right? Receiving. He had 290 receptions. And eight touchdowns in his career catching the ball. He finished with 66 touchdowns. I recall they used to pull Fred out of the, you know, he had 14 as a rookie, 12 in his third year. After that, his highest was eight in 2022. They used to pull him out for guys like Stacy Mack to go in on the one-yard line and bang it. And I think what they were doing was trying to prevent Fred from taking too much wear and tear on his body in those in those situations. It's not because he was fragile. Now, he only played 16 games twice in 2002 and 2003, but he played 15 games three times, and then he played 14 and 13 also. So Fred had 13 games twice. So Fred was – he played a lot of games. So that whole fragile Fred stuff, when people start that, it, it was it was crappy in my opinion. It was. I mean, if you average it out, yeah, he missed 24 games. He missed 24 games his first four seasons, but 14 of them were for one entire year, all right? And then the two years after that, played them all. And then the year after that, only missed two. Then the year after that, he missed four, and then he missed one in the two years after that, and then he missed only three in 2008. So it's not like the, the, the dude was averaging 15 games. He's averaging playing 15 games for like seven straight years after he came back from that, that injury. But people hold on to those things and they think about it like that. And then it has something to do with the Jacksonville smaller markets. A lot of the same disrespect that the Jaguars are getting now at eight and three, they were getting it back then too. A lot of narratives that are being fought. And so when people wonder why we are so, why Jaguars media or why Jaguar fans are like this and why do they care so much it's because him and jimmy smith should both be in the hall of fame jimmy smith had 10 1000 yard seasons they should both be in the hall of fame and i know there'll be people talking about why jimmy and in or some personal reason there's some people in the hall of fame that did whole worse stuff than that okay jimmy smith should be in the hall of fame but we're talking about fred taylor right now fred taylor needs to be in that hall of fame man and just it's the Derek Brooks's and the Warren Sapps and the Ray Lewis's. I remember Jim Brown, the late Jim Brown. He even said it. He said he, he was a big Fred Taylor fan. He was a big Adrian Peterson fan. And whenever he wasn't a fan of a running back, usually that running back wasn't about nothing. He wasn't a Trent Richardson guy. Nope. He said it. He said he didn't see it. And his, the team that he played for drafted Trent Richardson. He said, I don't see it. 
And he was 100% right. Ballers, no. I think I agree with my friend Tom McManus when I saw him post something recently on social media I mean, it was yesterday where Tom McManus said they ought to allow players to be a part of the vote. There's no reason why players should be telling folks how good Fred Taylor was and then a media guy, a pen and pad guy or a podcast guy can sit there and debate them and tell them why he shouldn't be in. That's a joke. It's an absolute joke that the players who actually played the game don't have any say in the who was really good and who wasn't. Shout out to Richard Sherman and a lot of people disagree with him about talking about Trevor Lawrence, but still, you're talking about a lot of great players that believe that Fred Taylor should be in the Hall of Fame, and I think folks need to listen because I think they should be heard. You can be heard and be seen and be noticed if you check in and locked on 247. That's right. We launched our first ever national 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today is here for your 24-7, for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every angle. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 247 streaming channel. All right, man. So that's it for today's show. We talked about using a player from the past in 2023. I chose Marcus Stroud. That tells me that I think the Jaguars need interior line help and that Fred Taylor deserves a Hall of Fame nod. You guys deserve a Hall of Fame nod, too. Just make sure you check me out every single day here on Locked on Jaguars and take care of each other. We'll see you tomorrow on another show.